0: Welcome to Answers from Antioch. You have joined us at the intersection of God's Word and today's world. This broadcast is brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. Join us as we examine information that impacts the church, the Christian, and the Christian home. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Josh Davis filling in for Pastor Brad Davis. It's my joy and my privilege to get to be with you this week. I'm excited today because we're going to launch a week-long series on creation versus evolution. This isn't just a clash of two competing worldviews. What really it boils down to is even the very existence of God, a God. Let's leave it there. Before we even say the God of the Bible, let's just say there has to be some kind of of intelligent being behind creation if creation is true. Whereas if evolution is true and it's just organic processes that is carried out over a long time period, then you do not need an intelligent being. Uh, You do not need God whatsoever. And so usually we save the implications of an argument till the very end and certainly we will draw those implications when we come to the end of this series and of this examination into these things but i want to begin by helping you to understand why is this debate important why does it have any bearing on where we are today you see the implications working itself out in our society All over the world. And even as people become more animalistic in their actions, in their attitudes, in their behaviors, as they would uh, want to act like animals, really, and in some cases, even literally carrying these things out, as we have heard recently. But uh, the matter of the fact is, there are huge implications for what you believe on this issue. For instance, if there is no God, there is no meaning to life, what's the ultimate purpose of life? Why go through suffering? Why go through pain when you can just end it and get out of it? And unfortunately, many people are choosing to kill themselves, to commit suicide, sadly, because they don't see a reason to life. They don't see purpose to life. They don't see truth, and they don't see a God who loves them, a God who created them. And you're saying, are you just going to quote Scripture and argue back and forth this whole time? When are we going to get into the science side? Well, hold on, we're getting there, but I just want you to understand the implications of this debate and why I see that it is so important that we take a week to examine these truths and to see where does the facts Lead us. That's simply what we want to do. I'm not going to start by quoting scripture at you and say, just believe it. No, we want to examine scientific facts and see where do these facts lead us. That will help us to understand where we are. You see, as I've said recently on our program, the view that I believe. Bridges the shortest gap between the facts and the unknown is the view that we ought to believe. And if that's atheism, we need to go that way. If that's biblical Christianity, we need to go that way. If it's some other view, we need to go that way. That's where reason and faith line up. And that's where we need to be headed. And so... Uh, Let me describe a little bit of of where we're going to be going as we begin this and we look into this study. There's two main areas uh, that we're going to look into. And number one is origin. Uh, Where did this world come from? Did it have a beginning? And we're going to look into the scientific facts behind that. And then the design argument, number two. So beginning and design. And that's the two main areas that we're going to focus on in this series. Now there's a lot more, so much more that we could get into. A lot of ink has been spilled and very well done by many people who are arguing uh, this and we're going to try to point you to some resources especially as we get towards the end of this series. If you want to uh, grow some more and understand some more, where are some places you can go to figure some of these things out? But let's put that off. So getting into the beginning of this, let's understand some of the scientific principles that come into play. And, and by the way, uh, I was privileged to earn my bachelor's degree in science. And so I, I don't say that to toot my own horn, but I just say that simply to let you know that I do have some science background, and it's not just that I'm just repeating information or uh, passing on things that are half-truths. And these are things that I understand how science works, and I understand that science has limitations, and science is not uh, all-knowing. It's the pursuit of understanding how things work and how things are put together. When it comes to origin science, is that something that can be observed? Is that something that can be repeated? No, it is not. And so it doesn't fall under some of the classic scientific categories. Let's say you're doing a chemistry experiment and you're mixing a couple different chemicals together and you're trying to get a certain reaction. You can observe that. You can repeat that. And you can do the same in biology. You're studying cellular activity and, and you're trying to see the impact, perhaps, of a certain drug on a certain group of cells. And you put the drug in there and you see what happens. Well, you can observe that. You can repeat that. Can we go back and observe and repeat the beginning of life, the beginning of the universe, the beginning of what we see around us? No, we can't observe that. We can't repeat that. And so when we're talking about origin science, we've got to be talking about more along the lines of forensic science. These crime scene TV shows are still ultra popular in our culture today, and even colleges are Ramping up, and I'm hearing of more and more students who are interested in studying criminal justice and this aspect of things because uh, these crime scene shows are just so fascinating. The forensic scientists come in. Are they able to observe and repeat the crime scene exactly. Now, I know they can reconstruct and they try to rebuild and they try to figure out what happened, but they have to be like an archaeologist. You see, this is a different branch of science that we're dealing with. They have to look at the facts and they have to see where do these facts lead us. Let's take a for instance here. Suppose you come into a house And you see there are bloody footprints and there are signs of a struggle and there are signs of forced entry. What are you going to conclude based on what you're seeing around you and the evidence? Where is it leading you? That the person who is lying there dead was murdered by someone who broke into the house, killed them, and then fled, taking some of their blood on their shoes as they left. And so you can dig in and try to figure out who did this. But what if you come into a house and you see that the crime scene is largely untouched, that there's no visible signs of forced entry, there's no visible exterior wounds to the person, and you go on and on in your research? You could probably assume there was no foul play. You can check their body chemistry Did they overdose on something? Did they have a heart attack? An autopsy can be done. There are scientific ways that you can figure out how did this person die. Oh, they died of a heart attack by natural causes. Well, you use forensics to do that. And that's the same kind of science that we've got to use as we go back and look at the origin of life and the origin of the universe. Did life have a beginning? Does life in the universe have design? That's where we're going to turn as we continue this series. I hope that you'll join us again tomorrow. Thank you for joining us today. We encourage you to visit our website at AntiochBristol.com. There you will find many ways to contact us and connect with us and so much more. Until next time, stand firm in Jesus' truth.